Welcome to The Daily Sales Show, hosted by Sell Better. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. Welcome to The Daily Sales Show by Sell Better. We are so glad that you're here today. Well, everybody's filtering into the room here. Tibble and I were having a very heated conversation about sports. I need to know in the chat, like, what is your favorite sport to play? Tibble, what's your favorite sport to play? Ooh. Uh, right now, golf, but before it was rugby. Oh, okay. Rugby. Love yeah. it. You have to, I mean, let us know. Change your chat settings to everyone. It's the blue bubble on your chat. So everyone can see your answer. I just, you're just curious. But today we are here on the Daily Sales Show. And um, if you, if this is your first time with us, we do this every single day, same time, same place. You can check out our calendar at sellbetter.xyz. Or you can scan the QR code on your screen. We are chatting today about Tibble's fabulous success with um, a connection request framework on LinkedIn. You're booking insane amounts of meetings. Am I right? I mean, insane, no, but uh, yeah, yeah, 12, yeah, I did 18 requests like last time I documented that, and out of these 12 ended up in a meeting. So yeah, it's, it's good, we could say. At high success rate. Um, he is the CEO and founder of Sales Labs. We will send you all of his info so that you can check it out. But on the agenda today, why people who are like fabulous LinkedIn gurus were doing a great job, how like why things aren't going well. We'll talk about some of the pitfalls we're going to share. Tibble is so kind sharing his frameworks, what's working for him. We're going to see some of his examples, talk through them, and um, how to not be super cheesy and salesy in our messaging. Big shout out and thank you to our partners and our sponsors, JB Sales, Vidyard, and Zoom Info for making shows every day and today possible. If you're focused on converting leads into clients, we're going to put a link in the chat really quick. It's a guide from Zoom Info. It's free. It's three proven lead to meeting plays that are going to help you engage leads and just start booking more meetings if you want to check that out. It's there, it's free, and it's in the chat. Let's like right straight away jump in. Can we look at your framework here? And can you just talk us through this, Tibble? Sure. So first, thanks for having me, Leslie. I'm super happy to be chatting with you about this uh, typical connection request I sent. So um, basically, the idea of this three-step framework is to uh, tease the interest of your prospect with what we call a trigger. So it's your reason for reaching out. I like to call it like a publicly available piece of information that indicates someone may have a problem you can solve or an interest in speaking with you. That can take the form of a, someone looking at your profile, uh, can be an inbound lead, can be someone liking a post that's relevant to what you're selling can be plenty of things. There's tons of different triggers we can we can use. The idea is the second part of the framework where it's just, you know, teasing the uh, interest of your prospect with a specific idea based on that trigger. And then the call to action is a simple call to action. So if you could go to the example, so that's going to be really clear for everyone, yeah. uh, which is on the next slide, would be, hey, name, our first name, had a great time building content with specific thing. I have a few additional ideas on how to get you some additional exposure to my audience worth chatting about. So this is very specific to what I'm selling. You know, we're doing a bit of a similar thing uh, with Leslie. We're both, you know, talking to a lot of people in marketing, 
But an example for Vidyard, which is one of the sponsors, would be uh, Tyler just got out of a Send Better webinar with Leslie and so you were a sponsor. Idea would be, I have a few ideas to share on how to get you some additional exposure to reps trying to book more meetings worth chatting about. So that would be an example of how we can do that. And if you want to go to the other examples, to the next slide. So uh, that would be another one. So Leslie, so you had plans to hire over 50 reps in H1 2024. I have a seven-step checklist to help you bring a screening call from 30 minutes to 10 minutes so you don't end up wasting days with bad candidates. Want to learn more? And that's another example. If you're selling a software or something specifically for HR people, you want to go, you know, say, I'm reaching out because I found this specific information. Here are the 50 reps. And then, you know, you want to tease the checklist. And instead of saying, Here's a checklist, download it, put your email or whatever. You just tease it and say, I have a seven-step checklist for you. Do you want to see it? Yes or no? And that's basically how you do it. So that you're starting the conversation with them. You're not just giving away. I had a sales coach who used to call it spilling all your candy in the lobby, like giving yeah. them everything right away. Yeah. So you're just you're you're putting something out there to start a conversation. Exactly. Leslie, are, are you have you been binge watching something on Netflix recently? Oh, gosh. Um, let me see. What did I just... Oh, Al Capoco. Okay. What does he talk about? That's on That's on uh, Apple Plus. But Okay. You know, <laughs> that works it's about for- Hotel. It's okay. phenomenal. Great show, by the way. And so, do you know... So, the, the thing is, is with the... I call that the Netflix effect. Could be Disney Plus, streaming, whatever, Netflix effect. Basically, uh, in movies, and specifically in series, what they're doing is they are... Uh, building so you have the episode and everything and towards the end they build a cliffhanger so they build tension and right before you know resolving it they cut the episode so you are you have to keep watching and so that's really the same logic uh, the same psychology i'm trying to do in all my messages i'm saying hey you may have a specific problem i can help you with and by the way if you know you name the problem you really go into details about what are the consequences the symptoms of the problem and say i have a solution for you but if you want to know about you have to reply and that works like great because you're trying to start a conversation and you're really trying to get people to pay attention. And when they reply, often they, you know they're qualified to have a conversation with you because they, they reply to that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that you requested me, like requested me on LinkedIn with a similar tactic and I immediately responded. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was exactly that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think like, I mean in the same circle, like I see your name. And so, but it was really interesting. Like I, as soon as I accepted it from you, I was like, I wonder if he's using this strategy on the same strategy. So good. Um, so where do you see like the common pitfalls? Because we have, I'm sure everyone in the chat here, and actually I'm, I'm curious to know while I'm asking you this question here, I'm curious to know um, I can't see my polls. Maria, can you help me out? I want to see how many people are using LinkedIn connection requests or DMs as part of their, like how much of your outbound strategy is it currently? None, some, do you want to get that? What What's going on with that? Um, but what are you seeing like some of the pitfalls in either in your inbox or what people are sending, clients of yours, whatever it may be? Like where are some of the big things that can trip us up and get people into the, oh yeah, I'm never going to respond to that or I'm going to delete them bucket. Yeah. So a very good question, specifically for connection requests on LinkedIn. It's so important because uh, you can make, you know, there's, there's a simple rule is if you don't have anything relevant to add to your connection request, don't write anything. 
So what you'll see is very often, uh, you know, I think you're, you have a VP in your title, poor you, I want to say, because you must be receiving so many prospecting messages in email, LinkedIn and everything. And you may have seen something, but uh, sometimes you see someone adding you, no comment, like no, no content, nothing. And you just see a nice picture. You see that you have a few connections in common. So you're like, this person's not really a threat for me. You know, right. I'm going to say, you know, either no or yes. But for me, typically, I see that. I'm like, okay, cannot hurt to have this person in my network. But what you see is that if someone starts by writing a, a small connection request with a text, they're going to say, hey, hope this, this finds you well, or I'm trying to contact, or basically the first few words you're going to be, you're going to see in the preview will actually uh, hint you of what the person is trying to do. And if these first words are not perfect, then, you know, most people will be, okay, someone's trying to send me something, I'm going to block them or ignore their request. Yeah. So that's a big mistake I see is people, they're going to add some words and the words will be super generic. So that's one that I see. Um, the other one I see, the big one is people are trying to sell something in the connection request. And, you know, if you know about that, selling is, is, is a lot more complicated than that. You have to build rapport, build connection with people, make sure that you're not like uh, danger to them or, you know, danger in a way that you're going to try and, and pitch them crazy stuff. Mm -hmm. But basically, you want to have a conversation. And once you have this conversation, that's when you're going to find the problem, quantify it, and then find a quantified solution for that. And the problem is people are trying to book the meeting or sell something in the connection request. And that's uh, uh, something I see all the time. So if I don't have something to say... Don't say anything. Just, just yeah. Don't say anything. And I mean, if I can share my screen, I'll, I'll, I'll see if I got a connection request there. We'll see to show you that. I'm not sure I got one. Uh, I got a, a few here. So here, that's a perfect live example. So I shared my LinkedIn profile in here. Thanks for everyone who connected. And so here, Stacy saying, love your presentation on the Sell Better show. I can see already this person, I'm going to, no, I'm not going to ignore. I'm going to accept. <laughs> There's a very, you know, like relevant stuff. It's very contextual. This is great. But right. if you get here, this is also a very good one. Um, if I see all 11 here, you know, I'm going to, I'm mostly, you know, going to accept everyone here because I see we have a few connections in common. Uh, Rob, for example, looks like a normal person, director, you know, 19, you know, I'm just going to accept everyone here. But if there's something that's a, hey, uh, we are lead generation agency, whatever, I'm just going to ignore that. So yeah. the thing here is LinkedIn is optimizing and putting in, in, in let's say, the uh, is trying to get people to accept connecting with each other. So they're going to push the, 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 the version that's going to that's gonna be like, you know, what they want to do. So what they want to incentivize people to do, which is accept connection request. So if you don't have anything super relevant to add, don't add anything. I wholeheartedly agree that I'll just go through kind of that similar process and be like, okay, is this something that feels really pitchy or like, is this going to, uh, what's the word you, you mentioned the word, like you said threat too, right? Like yeah. that's such an interesting word to use. Like, is this person a threat to me? Because yeah. I think our brains are wired. Like when we're talking about that psychology, our brains are wired to say no as a protection, right? Yeah. And so it's like, we automatically want to say no, unless it's someone who think like we think is going to be a, a friend or a positive yep. addition to our, our day. Exactly. Other than Sean doesn't want you to leave him hanging. You got to accept that request. I promise, Sean. Uh, uh, I say yes. <laughs> a few um, a few messages back, someone was talking about the triggers and where, like what kind of research goes into that? Where are you finding information on what you're saying when you're reaching out to them? Do you have a couple go-to spots where you're looking for that info? 
let's do another example here. Yeah. So, uh, if you're posting regularly and you're doing like a lot of content, this is amazing because this is uh, attracting people to your profile and these can be very good triggers. So for example, you know, for me, it's super simple. I go here, I just go on people who check my profile and basically what I can do, by the way, there are tools to do all of this. You know, I'm just showing you that you don't need any of these tools except LinkedIn to do that, but I can go on oh, as content performance. I'm just going to go to where can I see profile viewer. So you know, I can see people who, view, who viewed my profile and, and that's interesting. But another approach, if you're not posting any content, is finding someone, you know, who's a, an influencer in your market. So let's take John, for example. So John is posting a lot of great content and very tactical, very uh, problem-oriented content. So this is a great person to follow because I can go look at all his posts and I can find these posts where uh, someone's trying to prospect John by sending uh, by sending one zero like one cent US dollar to prospect actually, and so I can take that, look at people here who fit with my ideal customer profile. So I don't know if we have Harry, who I know, for example, I could go and I'm connected with Harry. But if we're not connected, I would send him a message like that. Let's say Harry. So you also like. John's, how do you write John? Yeah, we call him Holmes. Yeah, John's post about one cent prospecting on PayPal. Got a few ideas on how to make sure your reps don't do that. That could be an example. So here, trigger. And then, you know, an idea here. And then it can be worth chatting about. So that would be an example. I, I did it. Obviously, I could prove a few things. But that's an example of how you can find some really good triggers. Look at the activity, the digital footprint of your prospect. And then use that. And the best here is if there's Harry and, you know, a lot of other people who are relevant, I can use the exact same message for everyone. Mm -hmm. And it's good to all of them, which is we call personalization at scale. Yes, love. Um, I do think too, like if if you have a set list of accounts and you can't just prospect like that, you can still go see, like if Harry was your prospect, you can go see their activity and kind of creep on what they're looking at, liking. Yep. And I know it's like my Sherlock Holmes uh, <laughs> investigative research there going to look at their activity what are they liking what are they commenting on and you can still create messaging that way it doesn't have to be like directly off of a post too exactly and you know that's if you have that's the, the approach with the target accounts when yeah. let's say limited set of accounts you can do that but if you are you have more of a you're more free basically on who you're reaching out to you can take the other approach but both are good and they are based on, on what people are doing online and uh, I personally don't find that creepy at all to do your job because you're trying to to establish conversation. So a lot of people are a bit afraid of that. But for me, I think it's it's really important. Yeah, someone asked uh, how you automate or scale this strategy. And I think that that can be like a tricky thing. What are your thoughts? So that's always a question everyone's doing. So I don't know, you know, like for me, I'm always afraid of automate you automate things you can automate which is following up or making sure that the task pop in your crm on the day you have to follow up that's automation that's acceptable to me but first try to make it work and then you can think about scaling it but the idea 
of just scaling for scaling uh, is actually not working anymore. And in February, you have this email limitation that are coming from Google and Yahoo. And so I think it's really time to, you know, not focus too much on scale, but really conversations. And if you go and there's zero, less than one percent of people who reply to your emails, but you change to go and get some approach to get I don't know 10, 15 percent who reply, you won't have to scale that much. So I'm sorry for me, but the scaling is not really like the the right direction in that case. I'm shifting thoughts. Like I I do my uh, vision board every year, and I've I've just been starting to put my my thoughts and my ideas down. And I'm shifting anything that had like a scale focus to um, efficiency. Mm-hmm. And I think that like making ourselves more efficient at going to find this information. So if it takes you 10 minutes to research something now, how can I cut that in half and make it five and yep. make it about our time and our efficiency instead of necessarily scaling to yeah. hundreds or thousands or whatever it is. I love that approach. I think efficiency is a very good replacement for scale. And we're we're going to get through to people who care more, right? Yeah, exactly. I'm going to share your example of this that that you had shared with me too, because I don't you just love when you send someone a LinkedIn message, and then one minute later you get the response. I mean, how often yeah. is that happening? Come on, all the time. No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> daily. No, that's that's uh, that that was very good timing, but. Uh, yeah, the, I think, yeah, <laughs> that's cool. Um, I I want to go on. You have a, a revised version of this, but I want to ask you first, what, like, where is LinkedIn in terms of performance when it comes to other channels for you? When you're looking at email, phone, LinkedIn, like, wh- is it your highest performing channel? Yeah. So for me, I do 80, 85% of my prospecting on LinkedIn. I sometimes do a bit of email when I, I'm with prospects I know already and we exchange by email or I know that's the preferred way of working. I don't do much call calling. So if you need call calling expert, don't call me because uh, I'm I'm not good at that. So it works so well for me uh, because really like I, I, I refine the approach and I really want to focus on starting conversation with people. So that's, that's why it works so well. And I'm happy because I think now people will shift more towards LinkedIn because that's one of the only place where uh, you can still, you know, like, get heard you can if you do the right things people will pay attention to what you say and so i think that's uh, that's exciting and and that, like a follow up there do you feel like some of your responses come from posting regularly and having that brand awareness and like being conversational on linkedin do you feel like that deposit helps you yeah obviously that's like I'm sure I would get a lot lower replies and everything if I was not posting regularly and creating creating value. Um, so that's a whole other question about creating content and social selling. Right. Uh, but often I found that being active doesn't mean always posting, but commenting, engaging, and basically curating resources for people. So, you know, there's happy to do another session, full session about that, but there's so many ways to, to create value on this network. And so I think it's important to use that for for starting conversations. I like it too. We're going to hit up the questions uh, section in just a minute, but I do want to talk about this variation that you shared. Um, two steps. Yeah, even simpler. So trigger idea. Basically, as we discussed, so that's the same concept here. So if you could go to the the next uh, slide, please. So that would be, hey, Taylor, I've been invited as a guest on a specific show and so you were a sponsor. 
would you be opposed or opposed to putting the name of your prospect in front of my 40k audience too? So I can give you an example here for, for Vidyard. So it'd be Tyler being invited to a sell better show with Leslie, opposed to putting Vidyard in front of my 41,000 or K or yeah, 41k audience. And so here, the idea is really to try again with the trigger and be really uh, sharp, you could say. So the connection request, you know, if you think about the way we write emails, the format of emails came from letters. So we wrote, let, we were writing letters to people with the, I don't know exactly how you say that in English because I'm French, so I know how to say it in French, but basically you start with the greeting and then the body of the thing with the signature. Right. When you're prospecting on LinkedIn, that's not the way people reach out or people actually talk with each other. They ask each other question, super direct. And so that's an example of how you can do that. So could you go to the next slide? Maybe even the next slide again. Okay. This one. So, uh, Hey, saw your recently on my profile. Would you be opposed to putting, I don't know, uh, you could say sell better in front of my 40K plus audience? Not at all. In what in what way were you thinking? There was another one with uh, uh, Joe, which I shared, was exactly the same type of thing, ended up in a, in a, uh, the sponsoring contract. So here the idea is to show that you've done your research and then ask a specific question. And I found that it works really well. Yeah. And people... It doesn't feel in this way that it's like um, necessarily going to be a, a hard push sales conversation. Like I think so many of the messages that I personally receive, I don't know about anyone on here, but so many of the messages that I receive are like, here's what I'm going to promise you. And it's all about them. And it's all about all the things they've done for other people. And and there's, I think there is a time and a place for that where I'm looking for that information, but maybe not in like the first intro, right? Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Let's grab a few of these questions. I am so, I'm going to apologize in advance. My Q&A section, I don't know what happened, but it's very tiny. So I'm going to read them off. If you want to see something answered, you can thumbs up and vote it up. Um, you can also go add your questions to the Q&A section at the bottom of your screen. I see. Um, what about in-mail? Avoid yeah. them. Do it. What are you thinking? I, I don't know if anyone who's been successful with emails except uh, LinkedIn because they charge you per email. So uh, so this is great. But uh, link mails are actually, if you think about the history of emails, they are high-performing uh, marketing campaigns. So they're great if you want to send a message to a specific target. So you want to send thousands of similar messages to one specific person. Sometimes LinkedIn does it. They use emails to get in touch with you. And they often appear in the part of the inbox where it says sponsored or promoted, or it just appears as some, someone's trying to, yeah, just as, as an ad. And so for outbound, that doesn't work. So for me, I would stay away from emails because people, you know, often when you, they receive them, they see it looks different than a normal kind of inbox or a normal message. Yeah. I've seen like A-B test it for yourself though. I. We have someone on our team who just like all of a sudden in-mail was not working at all. All of a sudden they're crushing it with in-mail. It's so strange to me. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, for me, I, I, I mean, yeah, I've never seen really good. It's not me. worked for me either. <laughs> um, so are you sending this? And I'm sorry, I can't see the names. Um, are you sending this as a connection request or do you send it after the connection request message? How, like how soon that sort of a thing? What do you mean? The the, the messaging that you've been sharing? Yeah, I send them in the connection request. In the connection request. Exactly. Because so, the idea of, of getting... So when you're a first degree connection with someone, 
You can send them LinkedIn voice notes. You can send them videos, GIFs, whatever you want. If you're not connected with them, you can't do that. So you you know the connection request as a, a goal is to basically get people to accept it. And if you even have something really sharp where you can get a conversation directly, that's even better. But you know, by default, you want to go and get people to accept being a connection with you, so you can try different channels and different media with them. Yeah, I see a couple people um, asking about the recording. It will definitely it will be emailed to you um, if you registered for the event. You'll get an email typically within 24 hours. So you will definitely get that. Um, I saw something that was an interesting question here. Do you have a, a prediction for what the main LinkedIn outreach trend for 2024 might be? Oof, that's a tough one. Uh, I mean, I think LinkedIn will will see a huge, um, there's going to be people will transfer email. So when they see email don't work, they will transfer to LinkedIn. And so I think we're it's going to be the same. We're going to be flooded with terrible LinkedIn outreach, but the ones who do it well will still stand out because of things like that, of things we're sharing in this show, you know, they, they know how humans make decisions to actually accept a conversation or not. And so I think we'll see a big shift where you know, it's going to be kind of hard, you know, on LinkedIn because we're going to get a lot of requests. And I think people who actually understand human psychology will get it and, and will still have good results. I, the psychology piece becomes more and more interesting and in how it overlaps. And it's not just sales, like it's every part of your life. I love that you bring that up. Um, when someone accepts your connection request, but doesn't respond to your message, what's your follow-up? So basically they accepted the connection request, but then, you know, or, or they didn't accept. They accepted, you wrote this nice message, like, oh. hey, are you opposed to putting your audience in front of my audience? And they don't, they accept your connection, but they don't respond. So for me, I think one thing I do is I do a bump where I say any thoughts or thoughts, basically, that's very simple. If they don't reply, I just, you know, move on. The The approach I have here is that I, I worked so hard to find this connection request and get connected with this person. I don't want to go and get them to actually, uh, you know, like remove the connection. So I'm just going to do that. And basically... I'm going to put these people in a list where I'm checking what they're doing, what they're posting, what they're liking. And within 30 days, you know, I'm just reaching out, say, hey, so you like this, so you like that. And so a lot of my conversations are actually with people. I sent a message, they accepted, but didn't reply. I sent another follow-up, no reply. But then, you know, you try to get to, to see what they're doing. So again, you know, human psychology here, when you don't want to go and, and you know, you don't want people to actually, okay, no, now they're into like a 30 touch point sequence over a month where every day you're going to reach out to them because, you know, they're not going to like it. So I want to make sure that I try to get the connection and the conversation going. If it doesn't happen, fine, I move on. But then I'm going to, you know, go again and try with them with more information later. Yeah, like putting them into a, a drip campaign yeah. of your own almost. Yeah. And by the way, putting content out there is a very good way to do this drip campaign where people will see your name pop here and there. So that's a, a very good way to do that too. Right. Okay. Let's see. Last one. Um, uh, in how do you go from first message to an actual call? So if they're like, yeah, what are you thinking? What's your next step here? So with these specific uh, uh, frameworks I shared, a lot of time, you know, you say people reply yes or no. So when they say, hey, yes, I'm interested, they say, okay. Uh, so best way, you know, I can share more details with you. 
But best way to, would be to actually hop on a quick call. Would you be opposed to, to doing that? And in a lot of cases, people are not opposed to it. And the good thing is that when they end up in a call for this specific product I'm selling, it's because they're interested. So it's like really clear. It's, you know, you know, we're selling the same thing. So when people want to talk to you, they know what they're expecting. They know what they, so that works really well. But basically for anyone selling anything else, you really want to go and navigate the conversation where you can tease a specific resource, share the resource, and then ask them for feedback about the resource. You know, have you used it? You know, uh, do you want a few additional ideas on how to implement that? I can, you know, hop on a quick chat and tell you more about that. And the thing is, some people will not be interested, but when they're interested, the conversations you have are so much better than from pure outbound, the cold outbound, basically. I really love the resource. Like, there's so many things. If you can give something to someone for free that starts that conversation, there's just so much more to talk about. Like you said, it's way more interesting of a conversation. Exactly. Exactly. Beautiful. Okay, so I know we're coming up on time. I want to make sure that in the link here, I put um, your LinkedIn profile, but you also have a repository of information, all sorts of um, uh, frameworks and, uh, I don't know, scripts, do we call them? What do you call them? I call that the a swipe file, basically. It's a prospecting template swipe file. So a fancy okay. name. <laughs> so it's a repository of, of uh, templates I find. Not only mine, huh? they have found like a lot of good ones like Jet, for example, who's always on the show, always shares stuff. So I'm taking these, explaining why it works, giving a template, an example, and even the prompt that you can use in another prospecting assistant I've built where you can make these templates and these messages your own. So really the idea is you can go into the link that Mario shared and here you're going to get, and I'm updating it every time I see a new template, I actually put it there. So it's, uh, you know, very tactical and content messages you can use. That's awesome. I What a great resource. Thank you so much for putting that together. And thank you for just sharing your time with us and, and conversation. Um, we have a show coming up tomorrow. Maria Bross is guest hosting. It's like if you are working right now on referral networking, and I think it's so important if you aren't currently doing that, it's on converting more prospects into meetings booked. Check it out. There's a link in the chat or hit up sellbetter.xyz. And Tibble, again, thank you so, so much. This has been awesome. I love listening to all of your ideas and your wisdom. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, thanks so much. And uh, you have a really nice Christmas tree in the background. So thank yeah. you. <laughs> we'll see everybody tomorrow. We'll see you next time. Thanks again. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.